Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jan Roos, and I am here with a fun tactical episode on everybody's favorite topic, making more money. Today, we're going to focus on a very, very micro slice of the consultation process that I've been speaking about a little bit with some new sales team members that I've been onboarding for Casual, but it's also something that's been coming up on some of our training calls that we're doing in our internal program with estate planning attorneys. And the more that I talk about this, the more that I realize that there are things that a lot of, I would say, naturally talented salespeople do that might not be natural. And I'm going to talk right now about building rapport. So I think there are two ways to kind of do this and just to kind of take a step back and talk about what we're really trying to get at here. There are two things. One is the ability to have more command over whether somebody is going to close or not when they're coming into a consultation. And the second thing, and what I think is possibly more sexy, is the ability to not be shopped. And if you guys have a situation where you're in a competitive environment, there's a lot of other people in your practice area, it becomes very important to sell you as opposed to selling your services if there are people that have comparable services in place, right? And one of the best ways to do this is to develop a genuine rapport. And I'm not talking about, you know, talking about the last football game, but genuine targeted rapport that is talking about the important things that matter to a person in their case. So there's kind of two stages to this. And one I would kind of call the traditional rapport building stage, which is something that, you know, you'll see in basically any sales books, you know, sailor training, all that kind of stuff. And the second thing is what we refer to internally as the deep dive process, which is more of a targeted rapport process. But in order to have rapport over the things that matter, we have to start off with the things that don't matter, <laughs> which is talking about the football game, right? So basically, one of the things that I recommend for anyone in our program, anyone that's on our team, right, is to, to have probably, and again, there are ways to overdo this, but basically 30 to 90 seconds of rapport about something small before you end up getting into any kind of a situation, right? Now, the thing that's cool about working locally is that you have some common ground in terms of what's been happening around you. So there's the weather. You know, I'm in Austin, so I just learned about power outages and boil notices. <laughs> so whenever I'm talking to somebody in the area, that's something that I can easily just kind of shoot the breeze about. If there's something that you know from a prior interaction that's interesting to you, then that's a good question to ask. Um, one of the things that we do, this is probably a little bit more relevant to anyone who has more of a nationwide practice, maybe do IP law or business law or something like that. If you know something that's you can find out about a person, one of the things that we always recommend doing when we're talking about sales reps is going to the attorney bio, or you can find them on social media. Now, don't be too creepy. You don't need to be, you know, a private investigator on this stuff. But if you find out that they like hiking, ask them about hiking. All the better if you can find something that's common. One of the things I'll sometimes do is just, you know, if somebody's from an area that I've never heard of, I'll Google it. I remember one time we had, uh, this is this is a huge win for, for one of our reps. So we were working on this topic specifically and he had somebody from, I believe it was called Sun City, Arizona, right? And then basically uh, we ended up Googling it and we found out that Sun City was called Fun City. So I had, so I told the rep, like, when you get on the phone, ask them this. 
hey, true or false, is Sun City the fun city? And, you know, you get a laugh out of that stuff. This is the kind of thing that, you know, if somebody who's just, I don't know, it's, I don't necessarily think this is like the craziest caricature, but like, I don't know, it's, if you're just kind of a affable person, this is stuff that comes very naturally. But again, not everyone's an affable person. So it makes a lot of sense to uh, try to pretend you are one, right? So anyways, you've got your 30 to 60 seconds. Then, you know, I always like switching into what's called an upfront contract. That's something we've gone over on other episodes, not something I've come up with myself either. This is a sandler training system thing, but basically let them know how the process is going to work for the consultation. After that, though, we get into the deep dive thing. So very, very important thing. And I want to kind of reinforce why this is something that you need to have on a consultation. If you have 10 attorneys, and this is something that I found kind of an interesting (laughs) finding when we started doing targeted coaching around closing consultations with our clients, which is something that we avoided for a very, very long time, because personally, I didn't think I had the expertise before I knew that there was more commonalities with this stuff than, than I'd realized. But Most of the people I spoke to, I said, all right, cool. Walk me through your process. I sit down for the consultation. What are you going to say? Most people, nine out of 10, I would say, all right, great. Hey, I heard you're interested in estate planning. What questions do you have for me? Right? So super important thing to kind of keep in mind here. One, if 10 people are asking that question, one person is taking control of the conversation, asking people targeted questions, that person is going to make a lot stronger impression. The other thing too, so if you had the situation where this was, you know, the bachelor or the bachelorette and you were getting shopped around with 10 people, you would actually stand a much better chance. The reality is if you can develop enough of a connection in your rapport process, it's not going to get to that stage because they're going to feel that things are right. Again, not to say this is a silver bullet that'll prevent you from ever having a follow-up call, but it is much, much, much less likely that somebody is going to have the desire to shop around if there is a deep level of personal connection that, you know, you guys have probably been on the other end of this when you're making a hire or you're hiring somebody for an outside service or something like that. When you know, you know, and this is basically what we're trying to cultivate here. So another thing I kind of want to say too, is that it is sort of your moral obligation to be able to ask these kind of questions. A person cannot ask a question outside of their understanding of a challenge, right? I'm going to use estate planning as an example, because it's something we deal with every single day. But for example, people can ask questions about wills, trusts, price, anything you can find out on legal Zoom or Wikipedia, right? But if that person has a special needs dependent and they are going to get booted off of their benefits and they didn't know that because they didn't go to law school and they haven't been doing this for 20 years, they're never going to ask that question. So they're actually not going to get their needs met because they wanted to maintain control of the conversation. So being able to ask questions too is very, very powerful Because if you're asking questions, you're not being asked questions, right? So we want to keep you in the driver's seat. At the end of the day, too, like, you know, you are the expert in any consultation that you're doing. I know we're using the example of estate planning, but this is obviously something that you can do anyway, right? But basically, we need to make sure that you're, you're in place, right? So back to report. So what we really want to do is we want to ask questions to elaborate on somebody's situation. So this is a very, very targeted, purposeful, and it's about the things that matter. Where a lot of people fall down on this, in my opinion, is they start asking kind of the rank and file serial number kind of questions, right? And the way that I visualize this with team members and with people that we're taking through our training program is basically questions, if you wanted to map these out, horizontal versus vertical questions, right? And that's why I call it the deep dive because the vertical questions and when you're, you know, If you wanted to imagine, you know, double clicking on a topic and and going further, right? Asking a question that is based on another question. So an example uh, with an estate planning consultation of what horizontal questions be. All right, great. Hey, tell me about your house. Do you own or you own a mortgage? 
How much do you have in your IRA? Do you guys have a 401k? What children are you involved with this? You know, when are you planning to retire? So none of these questions are based on the other questions, right? And a deep dive question on the other hand too would be, all right, cool. Hey, do you guys own your house or you on a mortgage? Um, do you guys own multiple houses? Yeah, we own multiple houses. All right, great. So are those both in this state or do you guys have anything out of state? Oh, we have one here. We have one out of state. Okay, cool. And then what do you guys do? Are those things that you guys have? Is it a country home? Do you guys you know, rent this to somebody else? Is this an investment property? And as you can kind of imagine, right, we're going down. Every question kind of presupposes the next one too. And this is how we really kind of get to the root of the issue too. Now, depending on your area of expertise, you know the directions that will prove a more complex situation, right? So if we're talking about multi-state home ownership, that could get a little bit more complicated from setting up a trust. If you guys have something that's related to like divorce law, for example, if you know there's prior children involved or something like that, it could get kind of crazy, right? But you know the situations that you can go to. And again, this isn't for the purpose of getting a higher ticket item to sell this person. At the end of the day, this is finding out more about their problem. The other thing too is that sometimes in the game, like some of the best questions that you can ask somebody in a deep dive are the why questions. You have two children and you want to have, you know, a 75% split go to your your son and a 25% split go to your daughter. Why is that? Hard question to ask. If you've built up more rapport prior to that conversation, it's going to be a slightly easier question to ask. But again, the more you've built this pattern of you ask questions, they elaborate, then and you know, again, if you're asking purposeful, thoughtful clarifying questions to this, then we can actually get that person to, to ask things in the moment. I'll, I'll use that example specifically too. So it's like, okay, cool. Well, I want to give 75% to my son and 25% to my daughter because she's married to this guy. And I think he's kind of a jerk. And like, I wouldn't want him to be end up taking the money and that kind of stuff too. And then at that point you can say, Hey, did you know that we can actually set up a trust so that, you know, if you guys were to pass away, then that the bad husband wouldn't be able to take advantage of that money. Wow. That's really cool. So in that moment, you have kind of an aha for the client, but at the same time too, you can get people to experience things and ask themselves questions that they've likely never asked themselves before. So one of the real powers of, I want to say this, but also just, you know, the power of being good at consultations and sales in the first place is that you really have the opportunity. You have the opportunity to offer clarity to people. If you aren't asking people these questions, they aren't asking themselves. And unfortunately, maybe fortunately, these are the scariest questions to ask. No one's like going in and you know, trying to have these like, really, really important implications and forcing people to think about things and estate planning. It's some stuff like death, stuff like family, sometimes some, some touchy things. But if we can get that, and because it's scary, not a lot of people do it, right? So this is kind of something that we're able to do. But ultimately, you know, the, the kind of situation here too is that we really kind of want to cultivate curiosity, right? We want to be interested about people's situations. We need to understand people's situations as deeply as possible too. Over time too, when you, you kind of, this becomes self-reinforcing as well too, because you're going to understand that these conversations become more enjoyable. You might actually start looking forward to consultations a little bit more, but basically, you know, as you kind of continue to do this, like you actually develop a genuine curiosity. You learn more about these weird situations and corner cases. And then, you know, it actually really understands, expands your understanding of what's possible and, you know, maybe forces you to think about things in a new way. But again, if we're just kind of doing the rank file serial number, horizontal, like, you know, interview type thing, we're never going to get there, right? So to kind of recap, rapport, super important. It's going to make a huge difference in how you're perceived and your success with clients. Personally, I think it's very enjoyable. So it's something that I think is really, really important. 
But again, you have to build small rapport to build big rapport. But once you can get those two things together, it's going to be absolutely instrumental in making sure that you guys are getting the most out of your consultations. So that is it for this week. Thank you guys very much. I will see all you guys next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Eastern on the Law Firm Growth Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode.